0: Welcome back to Drama Talk, Uh, I'm your host today, Kyo, and today I'm going to be talking about my personal journey with dramas, why I watch what I watch, and some of my favorites in a few categories. So I am kind of known on the drama server on Drama Maniacs as the grumpy fluffy elder. Grumpy because I am not afraid to rate dramas low, Uh, part of that is because I don't use half-stars, And part of that is just because if it doesn't deserve stars, I'm not going to give it stars. Um, Fluffy, because I pretty much only watch happy, fluffy romance dramas. That is my genre, and I stick to it. And Elder, because I'm one of the oldest on the server. But don't let that designation scare you off. I'm still a very nice person. So please come and talk to me. Um, I'd love to talk to you. So a little bit about me. I was born in Japan, and I grew up watching things like Sezai-san and Miyazaki, Um, so I grew up watching Japanese shows and Japanese movies, but I never actually got into anime, um, because subs were hard to come by where I lived, and I didn't like dubs. Because of my background, I don't know, I felt like I should be watching it either in the original Japanese or not at all, and then also because I have auditory processing disorder, and so when what I'm seeing on screen really doesn't match what I'm hearing. It's hard for me to process. So even though you can't lip read animation, when you're looking at a dub and the mouth really doesn't match what you're seeing because they're speaking a completely different language, uh, that makes it really hard for me to process what they're, what they're saying and what's happening. And so since I couldn't watch subs, I had a really hard time watching anime, and so I just never really got into it. Um, So then fast forward to adulthood, I was very, very active in fandom. So in reading fanfic of shows, but all American shows or Canadian shows. So I was not watching Asian shows at all. I didn't even realize they existed until suddenly fandom exploded over this show called The Untamed. And so I learned about it through fandom. I hadn't seen it, but I was curious because everyone was watching it and everyone was writing fan fiction for it. So I actually started reading the fan fiction for it first. So I read fanfiction for The Untamed for about six months before I ever even started watching the show, before I ever even gave the show a chance. I read mostly modern alternative universe fanfic, which means that I got a lot of really interesting perspective on the characters without necessarily getting full background on the storyline as it happened in the original drama. So I would get how the character relationships developed without necessarily knowing why, based on what happened in the drama. So I finally gave in and watched the show in November, 2020, which was my very first Asian drama that I watched. So I'm still fairly new to watching Asian dramas. So I'm just a couple of years in and then after watching the show, I realized, well, this is awesome. I should watch more of this kind of thing. So I looked up others, and I found Love O2O. And Love O2O was really what got me into watching Asian dramas as a whole. Seeing the modern drama, I am much more of a modern drama person than I am historical. So I don't really watch historicals anymore, but I watch a lot of modern dramas. And so seeing the modern drama of Love O2O... That's what really spurred me into watching things long-term and watching things kind of obsessively. So after Love O2O, I found Accidentally in Love. And then after Accidentally in Love, I realized that, hey, not just China, but Japan make shows like this too. So then I started looking up the most popular Japanese rom-coms, which for me was, turned out to not be such a great idea. Uh, because I didn't actually end up liking a lot of them very much. So I watched Itazura na Kiss Love in Tokyo. I watched Coffee and Vanilla. Hana Yoridango, Good Morning Call, You Are My Destiny, Hananike Nike Demono, 5G Karanaji Made, Hanazakari Zakari na Kimitachi E, and Kimi Wa Peto. And out of those, there were only a couple that I actually really liked. So then I decided to expand, and I realized, and I know that for most people this is weird, but that's when I realized, hey, South Korea makes dramas like this too. Maybe I should give them a try. So that's when I got into K-dramas. And so I watched Coffee Prince, which was my first K-drama, Boys Over Flowers, Her Private Life, Introverted Boss, Wednesday, 3.30 p.m., soon Scandal, and meanwhile, I was still interspersing those with some Chinese dramas and some Taiwanese dramas, like Fabulous Boys, Lucky's First Love, Best of You in My Mind, Meteor Garden. I was still rating some of these really low because I was still figuring out what I wanted to watch. So, right now, actually, 9.8% of my My Drama list watch list is rated at a five or below. So that's why the grumpy is there is because that's nearly 10% of my MDL that's at a five or below. Um, Because at the very beginning, I wasn't afraid to watch things that I didn't like because I was just trying to watch everything. And so I've watched a lot of older dramas. I've watched a lot of classic dramas just to see what else, what is out there. And all of that was in the first three months of my watching dramas. And then in February, 2021, I discovered the drama maniac server and the drama maniac server introduced me to my drama list, which was the first time I'd heard about my drama list and the filterable tags on my drama list changed my life and changed the way that I watch dramas and changed how much I can enjoy watching dramas. And so after that, I was able to really start honing in on what I like and what I don't like and really start enjoying what I'm watching because I was able to focus in on watching what I want to watch because I was able to better find what I want to watch. So things that I like. So I love happy fluffy romance that leaves me feeling positive about the world. So I am super empathetic So anything that the characters are feeling, I start feeling. So if the characters are sad, I'm sad. If the characters are angry, I'm angry. So I wanna watch things where the characters are feeling happy, where the characters are feeling loved, so that when I go back into the real world, that's the emotions and that's the attitude that I take with me. So that's why the fluffy, that's why I watch fluffy dramas, is so that I can take that with me into the real world and make my day-to-day life better and make my interactions with other people better. Because if I'm taking anger from a drama with me, then I'm gonna interact in an angry way with other people. And so I feel like watching happy fluffy dramas actually makes me a better person because I'm taking that happy fluffy attitude. So no matter how I'm feeling personally about things going on in my life, I can actually watch a happy fluffy drama, feel better, feel happier, And thus, have happier, better interactions with other people instead of having negative interactions with other people. And so I can spread more happiness and more joy to the world that way, having watched those happy, fluffy dramas. So I also love BL. So I know that I've talked about this a lot in these podcasts, but I love BL, particularly when homophobia is not made into a big issue. So that's one of my big things is I don't like it when they make homophobia into one of the big underlying issues in the drama. But when it's not, BL is one of my favorite things to watch. So I've recently, just this year, started to watch airing dramas. But I pretty much only watch airing BLs. So that's the only thing that's been able to keep my attention long enough to do airing dramas is if they're BLs. But I keep having a list, you know, of of five or six BLs that I'm watching that are airing. And it just keeps on going. As one finishes, I start a new one. And I can actually keep up with that where I thought I'd never be able to watch airing dramas before, but I found that as long as they're BL, it keeps my interest. And then I've also talked about this before, but I love cross-dressing. Oh man, I love cross-dressing. So... On the server, any time a new drama comes out that has cross-dressing, everyone always tags me because they know how much I love cross-dressing. It's, it's a well-known thing in the server. It's a joke almost uh, that you think of cross-dressing, you think of kill. So that's one of my favorite tropes. And then I really like domesticity and cohabitation. I really like how you can see just the the small pieces of their life and see how they get along in the day to day where it doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be a date. It's just the little bitty bits of life when they're living together and when they're having just that little bit of domesticity. And then I really like enemies to lovers. I don't like it when they're super cruel to each other, but man, I love some bickering. And then I really like road trips. So again, that's kind of a forced intimacy, similar to the cohabitation, but with road trips you get it and they're out of their comfort zone. And so you're taking these two characters, you're taking them out of their comfort zone with forced intimacy, and you get to see that relationship develop generally super fast because of those two things, because of the forced intimacy and being out of their comfort zone. So things I don't like. I don't like characters that make me angry, even if they're small roles. Again, it's because I take that anger with me. So even if they're small roles, I still take that anger with me. I have dropped dramas before because of very tiny roles, very tiny characters that I just couldn't handle it because that character made me so angry, even though they were a very small character. I just couldn't handle it. I don't like sad endings. I don't watch dramas with sad endings. Just period. Do not watch dramas with sad endings. So people know better than to wreck me dramas with sad endings. And I don't like really cold or mean leads. So that'll also get me to drop a drama. Is if the lead, even if they warm up later on, if they start out being too cold or too mean, I usually can't handle it. Because I want there to be at least some sort of relationship potential. And if I can't see it, if... If I don't think that I as a person could forgive their behavior later on, then I don't want the other character, the other lead to forgive them. So call me unforgiving, but that's generally how I feel about really cold or really mean leads. And then I hate, I absolutely hate interfering, disapproving parents. This is a personal issue for me, but that is one thing where I won't even start a drama if I know that that's coming. And I will drop a drama so fast if the parents get super involved and are disapproving. That's just, that's a big no tag for me. And then I also really hate super clingy leads or super clingy second leads. So I avoid the like clingy male lead, clingy female lead tags. And I've talked about it before. I hate green tea biscuits, but I also hate The clingy leads, clingy second leads who aren't quite green tea biscuits where they're not manipulative, but they're just super clingy. I like people to be able to stand on their own two feet. I like them to have their own personality. And I don't like them to be super clingy. So all of that being said, what are the dramas that I like? So I've got a bunch of categories and have picked my top one from each category. Some of these are weird categories, but... Just go with me on it. So the boring categories, my top C drama, I've talked about it before, Brightest Star in the Sky. I love this drama so much. It's one of the longest dramas I've ever watched. I think it's 44 episodes. And I've only ever watched three dramas that are over 40 episodes because I do short dramas. I do the short J dramas that are 10 to 12 episodes. I do the BLs that are 10 to 12 episodes. So a 44 episode drama for me is really, really long. But I have watched this drama multiple times, I think maybe five times. I just, I love it so much. Um, My top K-drama is Sun kung Kwan Scandal. So again, I love the cross-dressing and I love that the male lead is somewhat autistic coded. So not as strongly as in some other dramas, but I still love that about him. And then my top J-drama is A Tie. So it's a tie between Nijiro Karute and Princess Jellyfish. So they're both, to me, very special in their own ways. If I were to pick best, it would be Nijiro Karute. If I were to pick favorite, it would be Princess Jellyfish. But just saying top, I can't pick between the two. Because I think that Nijiro Karute is just so well done and so powerful But Princess Jellyfish is just so fun and has such a great message. And I just love it so much. So to me, it has to be a tie. And then my top BL, I know it gets a lot of flack sometimes because it's so popular. So it's got a lot of hype and a lot of flack, but it's together. So I just love it so much. It was my very first BL. So it has that special place in my heart. But I just adore it. It's so sweet. I love it. My top fluffy drama. So if I were to pick one fluffy drama to recommend to somebody, it would be absolutely, hands down, Cherry Magic. So it is so fluffy, so sweet. If you haven't seen it yet and you love fluffy dramas, you gotta watch it. On the other end of the spectrum, my top angsty drama is, of course, The Untamed. So it's what got me started and... I love it so much. I love all the characters. My heart for Jiang Chang. I just can't say enough about how much I love this drama. And my top intense drama. So I don't usually watch intense dramas, but my top intense drama is Reset. So also a lot of hype, but the hype is so well-deserved. So again, if you haven't seen this one yet and you do, and you are willing to watch intense dramas, don't miss out on this one. And on the opposite end from intense my top cracky drama so this one is a three-way tie and they're all different types of crack so the three-way ties between Oran high school host club great men academy and kimi wapeto so they're all very very different very different levels of crackness but you For all of them, you have to go in knowing what you're getting into. And that to me is kind of, for me, what defines a cracky drama is you have to know what you're getting into to be able to really enjoy it. And you have to be willing to suspend the disbelief and go with the flow of it all and just buy into it in order to truly enjoy the drama. And all three of those fit that. My top movie. My top movie is actually Yes or No, which is a women loving women film, which I saw for the first time when the server hosted our Pride Day movie marathon this past month. It's fantastic, it's heartwarming, it was invited to a lot of LGBTQ film festivals, and it's just a great film overall. And finally, my top 2022 drama for this year so far is Cutie Pie. So this is rated 18+, so minors, don't go watch it. But if you are an adult, I would highly recommend this BL. So how about you? What's your drama journey? What are your favorites in these categories? Come talk to me, Kyo, about it on our server, Dramamaniacs, which can be found at disboard.com or top.gg, as well as our website, dramamaniacs.weebly.com. And as always, our next episode can be heard next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.